Hello, hello. Welcome to part two of the season finale. So yesterday we discussed healthy friendships, love and friendships, quality over quantity, and setting boundaries in friendships. Today I'm going to get more personal. I've experienced a lot of disappointment and hurt from past friendships, which a lot of it was due to immaturity and insecurity, I'm sure. But I'm going to get into that with y'all and also talk about the fact that I've healed from that pain and that things do continue to get better in friendships. The first time I had a friend walk away was probably in sixth or seventh grade. We had become friends in fifth grade and we just really hit it off instantly. We were always cracking jokes with each other, playing off of each other, hanging out on the playground and just spending every chance we got to talk to each other. But I guess my charm wore off by middle school or something because by the time we got there, just out of nowhere, she started getting annoyed with me. She started avoiding me and she would give me short answers. Anytime I asked her something, I was like, what is the deal? And I remember shortly before any of this happened, I had been invited over to her house to help work on a school project and to hang out. So this was all really wishy-washy and I wasn't sure what to think of it. But um, I remember being at her house and her dad just side-eyed me the whole time. I was like, okay, it was probably the most awkward visit I'd had to a friend's house ever to this day. And come to find out later, her parents thought I was a bad influence and wanted her, their daughter to have better friends. Go figure. I remember taking this very hard. I was miserable. I was lonely. I was anxious. I was confused. Um, I did have other friends, but I had considered this one girl to be my best friend, my closest friend at that time. And so that was really hard just to know that she essentially told us, told me that we were done. But during this season is when I first heard the phrase, don't put a comma where God has put a period. And I believe it was my mom that said that to me. Basically, don't try to continue what God is putting an end to. And looking back, that had to be what it was. There was no falling out. There was no argument, no disagreement. I hadn't changed anything about my behavior or my personality or the way I talked to her. Nothing. And suddenly I was annoying to her, not worth her time and just an inconvenience. Little did I know that this pattern was going to continue over the next five years. Fast forward now to ninth grade, freshman year high school. I experienced the end of another friendship. This time it was with a girl that I'd met on the basketball team in eighth grade. So we met in middle school and we were also in band together. So I really had known her since seventh grade and we just uh, got closer from playing basketball together. So we saw each other quite a bit. And uh, this time, though, the end of the friendship, it was a little different because I wasn't blindsided by it. I actually watched it happen. So we were tight in eighth grade, but then by high school, she wanted to hang out with a group that I really wasn't vibing with, (laughs) Uh, just didn't really care for the people in it and wasn't interested in getting to know them like that. So over time, well, it wasn't even really that much time. It happened pretty quickly. She started to spend more time with them and we started to spend less time with each other. And soon our conversation started to feel more forced and more cordial than you know than they used to by the time I had accepted that we just weren't close anymore she actually ended up moving to another state (laughs) so that was the end of that it helped though that in ninth grade I was becoming close with a new friend at the same time that my other friendship was ending so in high school there really wasn't a whole lot of new people to meet just because I we went to school in the burbs and so all of us had grown up in elementary school middle school together So we already knew who was who. But anyways, this new friend that I was meeting, 
uh, we really, you know, again, it was another situation where we hit it off and we were just really connecting and, and had a good friendship. But then about halfway through high school, my new friend became close with my with an old friend of mine who I'd been friends with for six years at that point. And then the two of them started hanging out without me. <laughs> I became a third wheel in my own friend group. At school, we all still talked and everything because we were in band together. So I couldn't, we were stuck with each other. But man, that was a weird dynamic because they were both friends with me, but then they were best friends with each other. Not to mention that both of them by junior and senior year of high school had boyfriends and I didn't. <laughs> and so they would go on double dates with each other and just always spend lunchtime. We ate lunch in the band hall, but they would always congreg congregate in their group. And it was just so weird, so awkward, and I just didn't really know what to do because the band people, like, those were my friends. <laughs> and so this was that was just a weird set of circumstances, man. And it just, yeah, by the time I got to the end of high school, I was so done. I remember sitting at the dinner table with my mom. It was, it was shortly after I graduated, maybe, maybe that weekend or a week later or something like that. It was really soon. And I just broke down. I was so hurt and so mad at myself for spending high school with friends who didn't seem to want me as much as I wanted them. I felt dumb and vulnerable, and I resented the fact that I couldn't seem to make it two years without a friend wanting to give up on me or to move on to somebody else. So what I experienced through the later part of middle school and then all through high school left me with deep insecurities about friendship and my sense of belonging. And it took many years for this to heal, like even through college and my young adult years. It just took a long time because I was so used to the pain and used to being burned in friendships that it just it did a lot of uh, psychological and emotional damage to me. Now, I guess you could argue that based on the life stage that we were all in with us being in our early teenage years and just going through the weird hormonal changes and stuff, that is understandable that these friendships fizzled out so quickly. We were all trying to trying to decide who we were. Uh, who we wanted to be as people, and uh, we were all figuring out our interests. So there was a lot of stuff going on. But I do know plenty of people whose friendships have survived childhood and teenage years and college life. So I wouldn't really say that age was the sole reason that, that, that I experienced what I did with my friendships. But hear me out, I'm not trying to paint this rosy picture of myself like I'm totally innocent and that I had no part to play in all of this. I'm sure that I was clingy or weird or somehow inept at conversation, <laughs> but like really no different from any other teenager. But at the heart of it, I did not change my personality for the friends that I just mentioned. I was, I, I remained true to myself the whole time. And, you know, it just seems like they, we just grew apart. I really believe God was just pulling me in a different direction from those friends, and he allowed seasons for me to be close to them, uh, but ultimately I can see that they weren't meant to be lifelong friends. And uh, I know I spoke on lifelong friendships yesterday in part one, and so th while those do happen, not every friendship is going to be a lifelong one, and we just have to be able to discern that and to be okay with it. Sometimes God will end the friendship, like what he did in those those three ex examples I just gave. Maybe suddenly the person's not as interested in us anymore, or the conversation kind of starts falling off, and we don't really know why. But other times, he won't intervene, and he'll leave it up to us to decide if the friendship has run its course or not. Now, I know some people take this to the extreme, 
and they're just so quick to cut people out of their life if if they've messed up or betrayed them just one time. I personally advocate for giving it some serious thought and having conversations before doing that. Cutting someone out of your life completely is a drastic move. Like that's that's a big deal. You're cutting off all communication with them and you're and letting them know you want nothing to do with them anymore. And I think that's a huge step and really not a decision that should be made lightly. So it's just kind of a balancing act. I, I don't think to, <laughs> our, our friends are humans, so they are going to let us down at some point. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to cut all ties as soon as that happens. I think one reason it hurts so much for friends to walk away is that when you become friends with someone, you don't expect it to end. Like that's just not something that crosses your mind. In a romantic relationship, when you both have feelings for each other and you're expressing that for the first time, yeah, there's pressure there because you want everything to work out and you hope that the relationship will go in the direction you want it to. So there's that level of pressure, but in a friendship, you don't have that. So when someone, when a friend uh, decides to walk away or they just want to end things, then it's really, it can be jarring and it can be pretty devastating too. So yeah, the friends I talked about earlier, these were good friends, y'all, like these were have sleepover parties and um, meet each other's families and all that stuff. Like we got to know each other pretty well. These were not outer circle people. However, in college, thankfully, in my young adult years, I got to experience what true friendship looks like. So this is when I met friends who would go out of their way to help me, to comfort me, to take care of me. And when I got sick, um, to challenge me and to uplift me. And this is, you know, it, it was so refreshing to, to meet friends like that, to have people that genuinely cared uh, deeply for me. And they were just fun to hang out with on top of that, too. So that was like icing on the cake. So my new group of friends in college more than made up for the time that I felt I had lost by hanging out with my old friend group in high school. As adults, friendship is that much more sacred because at this point, people actively choose who they want to spend time with and who they want to have long-term relationships with. And they don't want to waste that time with people who they're not that invested in. So a friendship as an adult is much more meaningful because they're choosing to care about you. They're choosing to keep up with you and choosing to make you one of their priorities in life. I had to allow God to heal the wounds that I came into college with from my past friendships. So don't get me wrong, I still battled with insecurity and even while I was forming new bonds with people, I was I had the thought at the back of my mind that, you know, how long is this going to last because I wasn't used to longevity and friendships. I was so used to them timing out. <laughs> And so the idea of a lifelong friend or being friends with someone for several years was foreign to me. And I was hoping for that in college. And so I, I was I was guarded. <laughs> I tried not to get too attached too quickly. And, you know, so God really had to heal me and change the way that I viewed friendships so that I could accept the new and not get stuck on the disappointments that I'd dealt with in the past. So today on National Best Friends Day, I'm happy to say that my best friends from college still have my back nearly seven years of friendship later, and I have theirs. We're all scattered in different states currently, but we still make the time to keep in touch, and we anticipate the next chance that we'll get to see each other in person again. So the moral of the story is, don't let a few sour friendships keep you from meeting and getting close to new people. Disappointment in friendships now doesn't have to be disappointment in friendships forever. 
Well, guys, that brings us to the end of season one of Life at Peace. Yay! <laughs> if you've kept up with me for all 10 episodes, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I, I just I can't thank you enough. If you've skipped around, feel free to go back and catch up on everything you missed. The episodes are all on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then Google as well. I also have the YouTube channel and then on Facebook. You can follow my social media. Facebook is Life at Peace Podcast. Instagram is Life at Peace underscore podcast. The plan is to return this fall with some new content. And I'll be making some changes, doing things a little bit differently on the episode. We'll try to get some guests in here for the future. Uh, but I, again, thank you guys so much for following this journey so far. We have surpassed 300 downloads total since this has all started back in January. So something to be proud of and continue to share this podcast with your circle. Make sure that everyone can listen to this. Everyone that needs some encouragement or is looking for a good podcast to tune into. So I have been Sydney LaFleur Murphy, your host of Life at Peace. You guys enjoy the next couple of months and I look forward to being back with you soon. Peace.